All right, welcome to the Watchful Nights Weekend Review. I'm here with an old, old friend of mine, Kavan Kapoor. Kavan, do you want to introduce yourself? I would love to. Ishiv, it's been so long since we've seen each other. I think yeah, the I last know. time we saw each other in person was in eighth grade or... Ninth grade. Ninth yeah. grade. I left ninth grade, yeah. <laughs> we left, yeah, you did leave in ninth grade. And I think how many years that's been? That's almost been more than four years. We've stayed in touch. I, and for some reason, both of our paths have brought us back to doing film. Like we first met in film school, film yep. class in, in middle film school. school yep. <laughs> the fil- film middle school. And um, like we both were doing different things and now we're in college and yet film is still a big part of our lives. So I still yeah. rem- I still have the movies you and I made, but it's really nice yeah, to go and that's, it's that's really nice insane. to go and meet you again and see you virtually. Yeah, it's, it's so great. I remember watching some like really monumental movies with you. Like I remember for your birthday party, we watched Interstellar. And yes. I remember we both got really annoyed with Murph. And then we watched yeah. it again. We're like, this movie's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I still remember when I think of Interstellar, I 100% think of that birthday party <laughs> with you. I also remember that there's other things which you have shown me too. You showed me Russell Peters for the first yes. time. Oh my I, God. I didn't yeah. know who Russell Peters was until you showed me that. We also watched. Um, uh, I remember so you showed me The Prestige for the first time because I was so convinced that that wasn't going to be a good movie. Um, yeah. because I had seen Boom 3 and I'm like this is just gonna be so silly and then yeah. I was like continuously asking you I remember during the movie like is anything gonna happen and then the end <laughs> happens I'm like yeah this movie's pretty good <laughs> do I take credit then for your love for Christopher Nolan do I get like 10, 20% of that you get you get 30% of that 30% yeah. okay 30% I'll, t- I'll take good. that I also remember we played Call of Duty Ghost you had a Now You See Me poster in your room yes so yes you like Now You See Me I'm trying to remember the other posters, but I remember the Now You See Me one, the best one. Now, now, so I had a Fast and Furious poster that wasn't my choosing. Um, but yeah, now, I'm not a huge fan of Now You See Me anymore. I kind of noticed the flaws in that movie. Um, yeah, have you noticed the title of the sequel? I think that's like what made everybody start getting, like, Now You See Me. See and me? Then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, and then we did what there was something else we watched in the theater do you remember when we went went to go watch when we wanted to go watch purge the second purge and we ended up watching the angry birds movie okay so let's get let's get started um just to to get um, a very basic question out of the way so what's a recent movie that you have seen that you would recommend to people and why and by recent i don't mean like it has to be released in 2022 like something that you watched something i've seen like recently yeah um Okay, I I think I actually have the answer to this one. A movie that uh, my roommates and I watched recently within the last week was Little Miss Sunshine. And I believe that that movie is a perfect movie. I think that uh, if you're going to learn film, if you just wanted to appreciate film, like you don't have to even look at it technically, that's a perfect movie. Hmm. Because that film is so tight. There is nothing that I'm wondering like more about at the end. I think the ending, it's just such a feel-good, sweet movie too. Yeah. I think every single character is such a unique like they're so uniquely characterized so they just fit perfectly and I took a writing class last semester and and they talk a lot about how road trip movies are the best ways to go and just explore characters and stories and I think that's also a perfect road trip movie so if it's oh I I would recommend that film immediately I you know I rarely give five stars on Letterboxd but I (laughs) rewatched it and I was like you know what five stars is perfect and this is perfect like yeah. like the other example of a perfect movie would be like back to the future i think that's like a perfect movie mm-hmm. but little miss sunshine i also would be like wow that's that's a really really good solid movie and you know what the screenwriter for that movie that was his first script he ever wrote 
Yeah, and well, that's he a, gets yeah. an Oscar for it. And I remember all my screenwriting professors here at school were just like lucky bastards. Yeah. And just like <laughs> gets it in first try, first try, and then he just gets it. No, I love Little Miss Sunshine. I remember watching that with my sister and my mom, and we like all thoroughly enjoyed it. It's also the type of movie where you can just watch it with anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, my favorite scene in that movie is when um, Steve Carell is talking to Paul Dano at the at the dock um and that and like the way that's like that framed way. it's yeah that's it's just so so well done so yeah little miss sunshine is a good option for you guys to little check miss it sunshine out is a great recommendation yeah okay so now we're going to track back to what we were talking about before is that we both like kind of bonded very deeply on our love of film in in um in middle school so at yeah. that time what would you say was the movie that really got you into it because i remember watching the shining in gatch's class and i yeah. was like crap like this is what movies can be like as well because mm. i was just used to watching movies as movies and i also remember that i had like this weird thing that because i had seen a lot of movies before that class because my dad was really into movies and we watched movies at home a lot but then i watched the shining like i have not seen a movie like this and that's kind of what opened my eyes but What's that movie for you? That's a really great question. And honestly, that's something that they keep asking us here too. And I've never been able to properly answer only because my my path to film school was never something that I had always wanted or planned. Like there's a lot of people in my class who film was their dream. And, yeah. you know, like when they were, when they were six years old, they always wanted to be a movie director. I personally only decided I would go to film school after I had gotten in. Like I had applied to, you know, I had applied to nine schools. One of them was a film school and eight of them were engineering school. Mm -hmm. And when I got into USC, I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to do film, the only way I would do it is if I went to USC. And, mm -hmm. and then they really wanted me. They really gave me like a great deal. And I was like, you know what, they want me. And I felt like I took it like a sign. And that's like the journey I took. But I, every time I go back and think, I'm like, what's that movie that made me want to do it? I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out yet. I'm trying to okay. find out. But I can tell you that the movies that I think of the most, the ones that made me start like really feeling something and like actually becoming self-aware were definitely the movies you watched in Gatch's class. Yeah. Because like those ones are really cool. But I would actually say, and this is a really weird one, but a movie that woke me up was uh, Tron Legacy. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was young, Tron Legacy was a film which I... I didn't know at the time, but I just loved the vibe. I just enjoyed watching it so much. You know, I can quote every single line. I rewatch it constantly. And it, the movie's terrible. The movie's three out of five stars at best. Like, I don't understand. Like, everybody here is like, you got to love, like, a perfect movie. I'm like, no, I yeah. love it. It's just a great feeling. And yeah. that movie's a great feeling. It's also, I think, a two-hour-long music video. I don't think it's a movie. I think it's yeah. a really long music yep. video. And I know that that's greatly inspired, like, my style. Like, I know that I love shooting and scoring because of that film. Mm -hmm. Like, it really... Re and I love VFX now. Yeah. Like, there's so many things which have come back because of that movie. And so that movie, I definitely would say, is, like, the one that woke me up. It's the one that made me be like, whoa. Like, movies can also do this. You know, they, yeah. can, also, they can also just be this other sci-fi world that takes over. And, of course, then you have Star Wars, which I love so much. Mm -hmm. But, um so that that's like the cringe answer that's like the yeah. one which, which no, I mean, but i think but if you want like a good one i can give yeah. like a good one that's actually like i i personally for me truman show okay so, no, yeah and that one i think we watched in gacha's class we watched and i remember watching that movie three times in a week because i watched in gacha's class and then that week in rla we were watching the truman show as well whoa okay and then i watched it on the weekend again because i 
I don't think my mom had seen it or something, so I showed it to her. But yeah, I remember watching that movie three times a week. And Truman, Truman Show, I remember, blew my mind. I was like, what an idea. Yeah. <laughs> what an idea. That's crazy. Yeah. And Gatch, I remember all of... Does our audience know who Gatch is? Shout mm. out to Miss Gatch. Oh, yes. Miss Gatch is our video <laughs> teacher in middle school. She's great. Yeah, yeah. She was like... we. I felt like we knew the terms like mise-en-scene and stuff so early on because of her. And... Oh, oh, absolutely. And that was we the... Really learned, we really learned film stuff so quickly that there's still things from that class, which I'm slowly doing now in college. I know that there's a lot that you can learn from watching old movies and I will watch them, but I don't have like a great time unless it's in an academic setting because... I'm now at that point where I'm so like heavy about technology and digital that I find it so frustrating to watch something that has terrible sound or yeah, like yeah, you can no, barely see it. So, I mean, I watch like the original like Nosferatu and everything like that. Um, but I, I want to come up with a better answer where it's like my professors, a lot of like it's a universal thing. They love two movies. These are movies which both of them will drop, all of them will drop in every class. There's like a bingo kind of where it's like, how many times will they have? So the number one movie, can you guess what's the number one most like mentioned movie in film school? Citizen Kane? No, it's not like an old movie. It's oh. a movie which was released in like the last uh, 15 years. I'll just say. So the number one movie that's mentioned is No Country for Old Men. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to That's say. a film. Yeah. Every single professor in some way will mention it. A sound yeah. professor will talk about how there's no score. A cinematography professor will talk about this. The editing professor will talk about this. The directing will talk about it. Like everybody will talk about that movie. And the second thing, of course, is everybody mentions Parasite. Like, yeah. I've watched Parasite now five times oh in film God. school. And honestly, I'm like, controversial opinion. The more I watch it, the more I'm just like, okay, cool, I get it. But it's not like, like yeah, it's no. cool, you know? And I will go on and on. I've written essays about this, but I think that there's a lot of, like, people, when they show an international movie, they're just like, diversity. You know, yeah, like exactly. And they exactly. never show Indian movies at all. And that frustrates me so much because here when they talk about an international film, they'll talk about European. So they'll yeah. show French, they'll show British, they'll show, sometimes they even show like uh, Brazilian. Yeah. And then they'll show Korean. Yep. Literally, we have seen so much of Korean media. We have watched, honestly, like they even showed Train to Busan the <laughs> other day. You know, like they'll show all of the Korean films and they'll never show an Indian movie. And when, yeah. they, when I did see, when I did have an Indian professor, the only movie she showed that was Indian was a movie made by an Indian descent, but it wasn't even a Bollywood movie. It was oh. called, it was the Fire Trilogy. Oh, okay, I got it. Saving Face. That's oh. that's a great movie I recommend. I did not expect to like it, but I had a great time watching it. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with Saving yeah, Face? Yeah, yeah, I know. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I am familiar okay. with it. It's the Alice, it's the Alice Wu movie where it's like a, it's like a gay Chinese American uh, woman living in New York. But I thought that that film was just really fun mm-hmm. to watch. And I think that that's like a story which I genuinely like I, I will watch if it's in class, but I don't like go out of my way to watch films which are about like New York, Asian or gay families. Yeah. And you learn so much from watching films like that. And I think that like I still remember certain shots that I thought, oh, my God, this is so pretty. And like, yeah, that's that's my final answer. Okay. Saving Face is a movie which we watched in class. They made us watch it in class. And at first I was like. It's 9 a.m. You know, do we really have to watch something right now? There's a lot of times I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like watching. Yeah. They're like, let's go and watch this film. They played it. And I was like, this is beautiful. And it's like Mm -hmm. a story, which if I hadn't watched it, I wouldn't have gained these things that I now know now. Like I, I now carry with me these ideas and this, these techniques that they had. And I really feel like that film was beautiful. So before we started recording, we talked about you getting into visual effects. Now, I know that you have some insider information now. You're like really well-versed in technology. What would you say 
in recent years has been like the best movie in visual effects maybe not like the most bombastic or the biggest one but the one that you appreciated the most that was doing something new or unique with visual effects that you would recommend can i start by asking do you like avatar 2 i did not like i i mean either the visual effects of it or like the movie as just a whole the movie, just I, the movie. I i i didn't i didn't like it um, I thought okay. it was a waste Blue of time. People are driving me crazy. I just <laughs> said I, I hate Avatar too so much. I'm an avid hater of yeah. that film. I think it's so annoying. And I think I every time somebody's like, "It's the best movie I've ever seen," <laughs> I like look at them. I'm like, "What did I miss? What is in that movie that is like five stars?" Like, yeah. Do you see what the rating is on Letterboxd? <laughs> yeah. It's so high. I'm yeah, like, I, I thought it? that movie was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> so is that your answer? No, it's not. Okay, okay. I, I just I just wanted to ask because because if I went and said not Avatar, some people are like, but dude, no. Avatar too. No. Okay, movie I've seen recently that I think has great VFX. The first thing that came to mind are any of the Roger Deakins shot movies that mm-hmm. have VFX. So Blade Runner I thought was phenomenal. Um, but honestly, I think a great use of VFX was um, uh, it's nineteen seventeen. Yeah. That was I, gonna say like, that, yeah. that that's that that's my answer. I think is nineteen seventeen because okay. I think the role of visual effects is to not distract, and yeah. I think it's to be hidden. I love I loved that it won best VFX. Yeah, because everybody was like, "Huh, <laughs> yeah. there's VFX in it," <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "Yes, that's, that's like, the that's point." Like, yeah, that's the point. That's what it should be. Is if it's if it truly fooled you all the way up until the Oscars, it deserves it. You know? Yeah, and yeah. That shot of like removal of the lights and the buildings, I think, is so great. Like mm-hmm. the plane is completely CG. Like that's what it should be. Yeah. When it completely t- like it fools you about what it is. But I would also say I think the effects of everything everywhere all at once is another thing that's close to my heart. You know, going to USC, obviously, you get the the chance to meet a lot of famous people who are in the industry. What is a movie that you have you've mentioned ones that your professors bring up all the time? But like people you've had on calls, like pe- actual people in the industry, what's the movie that they bring up all the time? And whether that you they agree bring with up all the time, or, or and whether you agree with its prominence or not. A lot of people definitely come into school, but I found that they each have such a unique portfolio that they bring. Mm-hmm. No overlap. I've never experienced any overlap okay. yet. So, was who was the most interesting, most fun person that you guys had? You're you're gonna love this. I know you're gonna love who my favorite Hans? person I met with. Is. Yeah, yes. Hans 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 was one of the best guests that I had ever had. Personally, one because he knows my name, which is really yeah. cool. Like, rarely do I have a guest that takes the time to just get to know me as I'm asking. Yeah, the that's question, crazy. Which is really fun. Um, he he was really cool, and I I have like I got so excited when I was talking. My friend was recording to, recording me talking to him, but. He came in and he started talking a lot. Do you know what his influence is? Do you know what like like what movie? do you mean? Like once like, upon a time in the West? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. Was, like, that's that that's his movie, which he made all of us watch before we went and interviewed him and talked to him. And he just like he loves that film so much. He just loves talking about a movie which the score was the first time that woke him up in, yeah. in a way. Um, but he was really cool. I, I asked him, I remember two questions and I said, which one do you want to know first? One's like a serious question. One's like a fun question. Yeah. The serious question I remember asking was like a genuine thing I wanted to know. And he gave a great answer. But, um, the, the fun question was I, I met with him, I think two weeks after Alan Walker released that remix yeah, the of time. time with yeah. him. And I asked him, I was like, why? <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> and then and then I remember he was like, Kevin, you're the director. You should tell me which one do you want first. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Like, that's, <laughs> like I was like, how hard palpitation. Uh-huh. 
but he was he he answered the time question and he laughed so hard i remember like he was just like oh my god that bloody guy he wouldn't like stop emailing me i had to go and respond to him i had to do it eventually and i was like that's such a fun like i would never have known that you know like only he could tell me that yeah Um, that's crazy so that was really crazy so he was a really cool guest kevin feige i had met repeatedly oh, like wow. this guy i've seen like about seven times now he's actually coming again to class this thursday oh my so god he's showing up every time he shows up okay i think kevin feige here's my opinion on kevin feige kevin feige is the best producer i've ever met because he will defend his project to the, <laughs> till the day he dies like he will never see i can a fault. see that you know he'll never see a fault he'll never see anything wrong with it and especially because it's the mc right now as in a like a, a genre yeah. which everybody's getting so tired of yeah he is really good at like he's like a like a pastor. He'll mm-hmm. preach to you about why it's it's still working, and he's so like he's so in love with these films, and he believes in it so much. Mm-hmm. It genuinely feels like he treats it like a religion, and it's, yeah. it's quite interesting. I have I have I have to tell you. Oh my goodness! I, I I was so excited to tell you this. I was waiting to tell you on the call. I went to possibly one of the best talks two weeks ago. Um, it was called the Tres Amigos. It was amazing. It was Alfonso, Guillermo, and Oh, yeah. I saw that on, was that the Netflix thing? Yeah, that was Netflix. Oh, one. my God. I was there. I was there for that. That was, that was fun. I wish you were there. You would have yeah. loved it. It was the three of them just sitting, like, on a couch, and they were just interviewing each other, that's, which was that's... really cool. There was a really good analogy that, that Alejandro said. He says he makes movies which suck out the emotions. Oh, I'll find the quote and give it back to yeah. you, but it was, like, something where it's, like, uh, like oh yeah he makes everything about death like he makes everything about like like uh, oh this was alfonso saying it's like alejandro yeah. always talks about death so he was saying um if he's making guacamole he took the life out of the avocado <laughs> and he squeezed the juice out of it. like like that's how they describe that's how yeah. alejandro makes movies and then the best joke ever heard is and alfonso went and guillermo makes movies where he goes i eat the avocado and i eat the avocado <laughs> you know, making fun of how fat he's gotten but yeah, yeah. they were really good fun the three of them so speaking of filmmakers uh and this is like the last one we'll center around film school and then we'll get into like Okay. more of the fun like overrated you know movies and stuff like that so um what's a filmmaker that you have grown to either appreciate more now that you've been in film school or that you have been introduced to and you're like yeah this guy or woman knows what he's doing steven soderbergh okay would be my answer i have always loved movies that were made by him but i didn't know they were all made by him mm-hmm. as in like that like i loved I think you know this, but I love Oceans. Yeah. Like the Oceans of movies, even though they're, again, they're fine movies. I think they're really, really cool to watch. I wish I'd made them. Like, <laughs> that's a movie that a question sometimes asking film schools, like what's a movie you wish you had made? Yeah. That would be one of them. I really wish I had made Oceans 11 because the style is so fun. It's just so cool to get a big cast. Oh, yeah. love that movie. Um, Oceans 11 he made. He also made, um, What's that? Aaron Brockovich mm-hmm. is another one that he did. He did Magic Mike. He's done Contagion. Like he's done a lot of movies. I just didn't realize he did all of them. Yeah. He also did another one that I'm thinking of right now, but I can't remember. Logan Darn. Lucky. Oh, I mean, I love Logan Lucky too. That's a great one. But my point is that he, I had always liked his movies. Did not realize till I came to film school that he actually had made all of them together. So that was like mm-hmm. my first. Oh, oh my gosh. The second thing is being in film school really like. This lighting is terrible. The second thing that the <laughs> film school did is they showed me how hard it is to get a movie made. Yeah. Um, and how long it takes to get a movie made and to make it good. Like the time you take from rehearsal and prep 
to find out that he makes almost two movies every year. Yeah. He's the most prolific filmmaker, I think, currently alive. The fact that he has made so many films. Okay, so now we're going to get into, like, directors and film franchises, and we're going to talk about your favorites of those. Do you want to do overrated or underrated or both? Let's do both. Okay. We can so, do, like, a speed round. I, I promise I won't talk so much. No, no, it's fine. That's the I, I have time. Um, So the let's start with um marvel movies what is your favorite underrated overrated favorite marvel movie um personally for me is the i think either infinity war or endgame just the feeling of that the like that event unforgettable i remember it was just a really cool experience to get to be in the theater Thor ragnarok is a little bit over overrated now that i'm thinking about it because i personally am slowly growing out of my type my like Tycho phase. <laughs> I I think he's a great director. I think he's a great writer. But I think that a lot of the movies he's made recently aren't good. Underrated Marvel movie. Um, the Iron Man's. I'd say first okay. two Iron Man's. I I have been telling like I said this to Kevin Feige as well. But I use my mom as like a measurement stick for mm-hmm. the MCU in the sense that the MCU was always accessible. As yeah. in you know, she could keep up with everything because she had enough time to watch everything. And if she missed a movie, it wouldn't punish you yeah, for yeah. not knowing. Okay. Next question. If you're okay, watching. so let's go um, on to Harry Potter because, I don't know, that's a good other franchise to pick, yeah. excluding Fantastic Beasts. Okay, overrated is Prisoner of Azkaban. Worst one is the fifth one. And my favorite best ones are the last three. Any of the last three I really like. I will argue explain. The third one is campy. It is. It is. But that's the point. Is, I think Harry Potter is strongest when the world feels a little bit grittier and more mature and adult. Like when you watch the first two, it feels like really childish and yeah, and cute. I think that makes sense because when you're younger, you're watching all of those things. But I love the last three the most because this is what I think the like. It felt like a real world. It felt like there was actually there were negatives to this wizarding world it felt like there were consequences like you saw the grimy side i think of the harry potter world you got it when they went to the bank for example yeah like everything was so peaches and clean up until i think the last couple of ones and you got to see like the downsides things which were like maybe the harry potter wizarding world isn't the nicest place to be in all the time like me like and i really like consequences i loved how it paid off in yeah. the end so no, many no. Pays, it's, it's so many I, paid off. yeah completely paid off yeah I just, I just think that the grittiness and the adulting, I guess yeah. adulting is the best word, the maturity that those movies reached was always so fun. <laughs> um, so let's do filmmakers now. So let's okay. start with Chris Nolan. Um, Favorite, underrated, overrated? Post, post-tenant, overrated as hell. I, okay. I, he's, a, he's annoying me so much now <laughs> when I see the way he treats like his like crew and stuff yeah his crew his production companies and like how he thinks he i don't i don't like directors who make a big hoo-ha of movies i think movies are for entertainment and i think that if you're an artist for sure but i don't think you need to treat it as the art form yeah yeah i i like my professors have this belief that the best films a director can make are always their first ones because they take the most amount of time to make sure that their debut is good so they argued that okay. that's why uh, yeah, like I don't know if I agree with it yet. Yeah. But their belief. Do you just and I? I mean, should I say what his favorite? My least in, like that. I feel like we know already. Yeah, like, we both. But love like, Dark what Knight. Are, what's your is your favorite Dark Knight, or is Dark Inception? Knight or Inception? I'm yeah. I'm on the fence about both of them. I think 
I can watch both of them anytime. I love mm-hmm. both of them so much. I just like the music more in Inception, mm-hmm. and I like the action more in Dark. They're both so good. They're like yeah. both up there for me. Um, Interstellar is great too, but yeah. I think that those other two are just so strong. You can't really compete with them. Um, and then I also watched Prestige. I like Prestige. Um, so what, what's his what's... underrated one? Underrated one? Like one that doesn't, I mean, actually none of his movies are underrated, but like one that Pretty doesn't. Probably Prestige. I pe- okay, people yeah. forget about that one the most. I think overrated is Dunkirk. I thought Dunkirk was yeah. really, really, really like mid. Um, and I agree. It is very forgettable. Like when I'm watching, I'm like, this movie's great. But the moment the credits come, I'm like, I have nothing else to, to deal with now. What do you movie. think makes a movie like memorable, forgettable? Like the difference between them? No, like what do you think are the elements in a film that would would have made you remember lines of dialogue or something in the movie? Yeah, so I think it's 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 for me it's two things. So one, it either has a very intriguing premise or it subverts something that I didn't expect to happen. And the other thing is that it's something that I've really come around to, especially since senior year of high school, is ambiguity. Like I used to hate when movies ended open-endedly i'm like i i don't know what to do with this information now but like i you know mulholland drive recently became my favorite movie of all time yeah. i'm like this movie works so well because i don't get what's going on right there's a reason why i want to keep revisiting this and there was it's such an interesting thing my sister asked me because i used to do an annual viewing of the dark knight because it was my yeah. favorite movie and she's like are you going to keep doing that or are you going to do mulholland drive now i'm like I think the reason I did that with The Dark Knight is I thought I felt like there would be some diminishing returns to that movie because there's I I know that movie like the back of my hand and there's nothing else I can get from it, I feel like. But with Mulholland Drive, I feel like I can put it on anytime, show it to anyone, and I feel like I'll learn something new each time and that's like characteristic of every David Lynch movie, but also that mm-hmm. movie was so hypnotic, like the kid had me the moment it started. Um, so I think it's it's either one of those two things. So either that there's some like good ambiguity, like it can't be like art house pretentious stuff, um, and then or there's an intriguing premise or something that subverts the way I think about it. Like, have you seen Barbarian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that movie was extremely memorable to me because yeah, and I remember that. You're right. Yeah, and it subverted like everything I think the horror movie was going to be and the the way it hard cut to stuff. It was so it was such a good ride. Um, so yeah. That's that's my view. What about you? What makes the movie memorable to you? I think it's similar to what you were saying in the vein of that. It's it's movies which um, force you to ask questions. It's movies mm-hmm. that make you think. And for you, it would probably be ambiguity because obviously you're asking wait, what's going on and stuff yeah. like that. But there's a difference because it doesn't make you confused. Yeah, exactly. Like I can remember movies that confuse me for sure. But movies that I remember the most are shots or elements of it where I was like, wow, that idea is something that really like oh my god i didn't think about that or that image is something that i really recall so frequently yeah like i can remember all of truman show but i definitely do remember elements of it the more i think about it because the entire time i was watching i was like what's going to happen next yeah because i was very awake watching it i remember it like (laughs) i was really sleeping during i almost fell asleep during avatar 2 i can't remember anything yeah batman as well i can't remember anything but i still remember shots in the dark night because i was like how did he do that oh Mm -hmm. my god wait what's gonna happen next like that was a real like just asking questions as i think what makes it memorable because then you're actually engaging and actively like um being a part of the movie i would say uh let's move on to our next filmmaker quentin tarantino um i will preface this by saying i haven't seen the most film schooly movie ever i have not seen i have not seen pulp fiction 
more memorable for me. So um, favorite Reservoir Dogs is great though. Favorite, favorite Django. Favorite Django. Favorite favorite Django. I think that um, Once Upon a Time is overrated as okay. well. I really dislike that movie. I didn't, and I didn't think it was like good at all. I genuinely was <laughs> okay. like, I was I was like, I can't tell you anything that I just I thought that movie was sort of like in designed to waste your time because there were so many things that could have happened yeah, in it. True. Let's move on to Wes Anderson then. Another oh, Anderson. Okay. I feel like you would okay. have some passionate opinions here. I, I have a passionate opinion on him. I don't like him. <laughs> I I don't like Wes Anderson. I think that every movie he's made, except for Fantastic Mr. Fox and um, Grand Budapest, are overrated. And I'm, I'm whispering this because my roommates love him. <laughs> so um, here, here's my thought. I think Grand Budapest is the only movie where I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is a movie where it all comes together. It's so uniquely storytelled. I was like, this deserves every award it got. Like, I acknowledge that. Fantastic Mr. Fox is also really, really great. But I watched French Dispatch last year, and that is by far possibly top three worst movie I saw of 2022. That was so bad. It annoyed me. It annoyed me so much. I, I got sensory overload from watching it. I thought yeah. he was becoming a spoof of himself. I can tell you that there was a quarter of the movie no one in the audience knew what was going on. It was just talking, talking, talking. And I think he is definitely, he's so far up his own butt mm-hmm. that like he, he literally French dispatches him making a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like no, he's no, just making that. a movie that he would yeah. make, right? And and I can I, I think like the opening bicycle sequence with Owen Wilson was possibly my favorite one, but the Timothy Chalamet one was stupid. Sleeping with Francis McDormand. Yeah. I, don't, I just remember images. I don't remember the story. I don't know what it was about. The entire time it was called The French Dispatch, but I realized it was set in Ohio. And yeah. then I realized, wait, this was, whole thing was about Bill Murray's life. And this was like a, like a epilogue. But I was like, I didn't even care about him. I didn't care about him as a character. What? Like so many things. I thought that movie was terrible. We let's, let's, no, let's do Scorsese. And then we'll move into like older people. Okay, Scorsese. I am... Um... I can tell you the overrated one for me. I know this is like a hard take and people are going to come out with me. Is I don't like Wolf of Wall Street very much. Okay. But that that's just a personal personality mm-hmm. thing for me. I really don't connect with movies where it's just living in excess and it's just gross and it's so like fratty. It's a, it's a really fratty movie. To yeah, me. of course it is. I, I, get, yes. I get like really turned off seeing characters just like, everybody's like, don't you want to like... I think I do not connect success with drugs and having lots of yeah. money and like. Well, I think people miss the point of that movie, right? Like the whole point of that movie is it's condemning this lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, but I know people who are like, yeah. isn't that so fun?" And they love yeah. watching that kind of yeah. movie. All right, so I'm gonna end with two, and then one final question. Uh, okay. I remember the one I was thinking about is the Coens, since you mentioned No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Yeah, let me. I need to pull out these discography because sometimes I just forget. Um, I forget like which ones they did. I recently watched Fargo. Yeah, um, did you like it? I, um, I thought it was fine. Like I like I oh like I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was the best thing ever. But because they have stronger ones in my opinion. Uh-huh. But I think that um it was de- it wasn't their debut, right? Like, no, debut, their debut was um Blood Simple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but I I definitely like I think Fargo was good. I thought it was just it was it was like fine. I thought it was like good enough. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've sense. not seen I've not seen some of the more famous ones by them like i haven't seen big lebowski or serious man but okay. i have seen like i i i really liked oh brother where are thou like mm-hmm. that that was a really fun sweet movie no country for old men yes it is very highly rated but it's I pretty great it's a, yeah i think it's pretty good <laughs> yeah um ballad of buster shrugs was terrible i haven't oh, seen that my. yet 
Oh, it was just so boring. I did not <laughs> like that. True Grit, I really want to watch. That's on my list. Um, Hail Caesar was bad. I really want to watch Raising Arizona. I think that premise is really cute. Yeah. I really want to check that out. And then to end, uh, talk about David Fincher because I feel like you've seen everyone. I've seen, seen quite a lot. bit of Fincher movies yeah. for sure. I really like Fincher. I think yeah, he's, he's so possibly good. one of the best directors I've seen. Um, okay, Fincher movies that I really like. Um, Social Network, hands down, first movie I'm going to say. It. Best movie, it's overrated. It's not overrated, it's rated. It's really, yeah. really good. It's a really, really good movie. Um, I love Social Network. I have not seen Fight Club yet. No. I, yes, but it's because that I know I'm going to like it too. I did try watching it on the plane once. I just was maybe too sleepy, but I fell asleep a little bit. The first half um, is a bit is a bit slower, yeah. Yeah, so I have to give it the time, but like, Pulp Fiction and Fight Club are two movies in my room. It's like, you've got to watch. Okay, yeah. so I will I will watch those for sure. I loved Seven, though. Mm-hmm. I thought Seven was great. I think that Zodiac is overrated, though. Because okay, that's fair. I, I already had Seven as like a great basis of how he does serial killer movies. And then for Zodiac to just be like the more like cinematic and like drawn out version of Seven, where like Seven I thought was stylized and slick and hip hoppy. Like Zodiac yeah. was just so like clean and I just did not like it was so slow. And I was like, how do we not get to see the killer that's stupid? Like I, yeah. I was frustrated with that one, but I really liked, so Social Network, best one, hands down. Underrated movie by him. Um, I should probably go and check out more of the ones he's done, but I I haven't like seen Curious Case of Benjamin Button yet. But like I mean, Gone Girl maybe people underrate Gone Girl a little bit. I yeah, I do. guess they underrate Gone Girl. I love Gone Girl. I think I like, like Gone Girl too. Gone Girl like is Gone so Girl. slick. Like that movie flows so incredibly well. It's I so think good. it's like, and I still think about it. You know, I still yeah, I still have that in the back of my mind. So Gone Girl is definitely slick. But uh, yeah, Zodiac, the social network, Gone Girl. Um, I haven't seen like Alien Three or any of the other stuff. Yeah, Alien but... Three is bad. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. Social Network is it's like I think my seventh or eighth favorite movie of all time. Like that movie, I get excited just thinking about it and like talking yeah. about that movie. Um, it's so so good, and obviously like a big part of that is Aaron Sorkin's screenplay. Um, mm-hmm. but it's so good. My overrated one. I, I mean, even though I love Seven. I think mm-hmm. seven is a bit overrated um, just because like, so the reason why that movie is so good is because of its third act, but I don't remember much of what happens in the first and second acts. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'm able to remember the seven scenes, I think pretty well, like, like the scenes when you reveal each of but them. Like, I see, I feel really like cool. it's just not as interesting. Like, so the only reason the third act works as well as it does, it's because it's set up so well and the suspense is crazy, but it's not like, I'm not excited to watch seven sit down and watch seven from beginning to end again. Whereas like, you know, I don't have a cable. I don't know who does these days, but if I was like flipping channels and seven came on, like I would watch it, but I, it's not something I would want to start again, unless I'm showing it to someone who hasn't seen it before. Cause it's that last, that last scene gets a lot of reactions, which is great. Interesting. You like the, you like the big payoff and, and plot twist. I, I was like a huge fan of, I think, um, sort of like the collection of the different sins and just mm-hmm. seeing how each of them were going to get re- represented. Like, I remember while I was watching it, we had already gotten like, I think three or four of them down. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I wonder how they're going to do this one next. Yeah. And you're sort of like, because it, it's weird. The audience sort of, if they know the sins, they know what's going to have to come next. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was part of the suspense for me was seeing how they were going to do the next one. And yeah, I, I, guess I really think, 
I really think that was really like it was a very different type of serial killer movie because in a way the audience is a serial killer because mm-hmm. they know how they're going to do it next because they know what's going to have to come. But they're, yeah. just, uh, they're like, I wonder how they're going to do it. I remember when I saw like the gluttony one, I was like, oh yeah. God. That was, yeah. Like, that was so really, yeah, that, really... that movie makes you really queasy. And for underrated, like, so I have two. Um, It's either the girl with dragon tattoo or the game. I like the mm-hmm. game a bit better. The game is really, really good. Um, and the girl with dragon tattoo that that movie I think is his darkest movie, um, just because of how yeah. like unbridled it is with the stuff that they show. Um, but I also I I to your point about Zodiac, yes, it's long. It's like it's a bit, but I think the brilliance of that movie is that like so many serial killer movies, you don't get to figure out the effect that the serial killer is having on the investigators. And mm. I think the the brilliance of that movie is that you understand why these guys like you understand the lives of the investigators and why they're being consumed by the serial killer, as well as like why people are losing their lives to the actual person, people dying, right? Like that's the mm-hmm. tagline of the movie. Like there's more than one way to lose your life to a killer. And I think that perfectly encapsulates everything that's going on. But yeah, that's my take there. Okay. I'm just reading about the game right now. That's fascinating. Yeah. the game And the game has a great twist ending, of course, as well. So okay. yeah, the game is pretty great. Okay, now to end, um, this has been really fun, but now it's like a, you know, one of those questions that I don't know if you'd be too keen to answer, but if there was one movie you would say that people had to watch before they died, you know, like if there was one movie that to end all movies, and it doesn't even have to be your favorite or even the one, one the best one that you think you've seen, but like one that you would think is really pertinent for people to watch at least once in their lifetime, what would that be? Okay. I think I know what my what my answer is. Um, would that be? I think a movie what's up? What would that be? I think a movie that has changed the way I think and a movie that I think everybody should watch if it's the movie to end all movies is Meet the Robinsons. Um <laughs> Okay. Well, you were expecting something about more more dark. I think that movie that movie is something that I live by kind of right now. It's like you my argument to you. I can I can give like a more like film broy answer if you want but i think that i think that that movie is just all about like the pursuit of moving forward and with the pursuit of like like it doesn't matter what's next to come you know just you keep going and i think that if you're asking for a question a movie that's literally how i perceive that answer is a movie that's all about the future a movie about what are you going to do next or if it's a movie to end everything i think it's best to end on that note it would force people to keep going and i think that movie did a beautiful job about showing a glimpse of what the future looks like but still reminding you we live now in the present and to get there we have to keep going and I thought that was just really fun like I I genuinely love that movie so much because honestly everything I think about what the future looks like the ideas I have inventions or just the idea of taking people into your mind of this is what I think the future is going to look like so really fun and uh, okay. that's like a that like keep moving forward that's such a beautiful like like little slogan that they had yeah. at the end of the movie and so and i also think that hey it's a movie that anybody can watch you can show your kids you can show your adults yeah everything it's a movie that like is timeless i, I think it's i mean until we obviously like catch up with that movie <laughs> and, like the future looks like that then yeah they'll be like oh it's a historical yeah. fiction uh, yeah <laughs> i think that'd be really fun but you know what i think i think you deserve like at least one answer that is in like a Disney movie so i would say like a movie that everybody should watch um like for the sake go. for the sake of watching a movie like i get i get why you said meet the robinsons mm-hmm. um because of it's like 
theme. But mm. if you were to like give someone a movie like, oh yeah, this is a movie. Like you should watch. Like this is what movies are about. You know, this is what movies are about. Um... This is what movies are about. This is what movies are about. I don't even. I have think. An to this yeah. Do you have an answer to this one? It's <laughs> no. Tough. It's tough. I would say what movies are about. Mm-hmm. It would have to then be Back to the Future. Okay. Because that, like, that's like, that's what like a movie is about. A movie is about telling a story that elevates our world and gives us ideas that we couldn't have thought of ourselves unless we saw it reflected on a screen and i would actually go as far as to say back to the future part two mm-hmm. because that that's a movie that also questions like future as well but also goes back to the past it shows movies that can jump tr- like i think the purpose of a good movie is to do something that a book can't do yeah. sometimes and i think that that's a great example a book could not do what back to the future did <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be able to understand what the significance of past and present and future kind of time periods would be and look like unless you could see it mm-hmm. and i think that's what's really fun about it. it's like it's a movie that can only have been a movie yeah. i don't think they could have made a book adaptation of it or a comic like you yeah. had to have been there yeah if that makes sense yeah so no. i think that's that that's a movie that i think should go in the i think it's already in the library of congress but i think that's a movie yeah. that should be preserved by everyone that preserved makes sense. by everybody yeah all right well thank you so much for joining and um hopefully everyone is going to watch the movies you told them to watch I will, yeah. Follow me on Letterbox. Yes. Tavin Kapoor. Just my name. Just my name, you know? Yeah, and like um, check out his website because he's like making cool stuff and support him yeah. in his... Go of a lens cap on Instagram. I'm posting everything right now. You should, yes. you should check it out too. I'm posting, yes. keeping up with all my, my short films and stuff. But yeah, okay. I will... Um, I will let you be. Sorry for talking so much, but it was really nice getting no, to go and no. catch up with you yeah. after so of, long. Of course, of course. All right. Great. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk soon, man. And I will yeah. see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.